Episode number 11. Bar bouncers in Florida are caught on video using excessive force. This is the Crime School Radio Show. Where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert, Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. Today's show is under the category of Ask Chris, where I take a question from a listener and I provide an answer or a comment. Now, the source of many questions is from the media. And in this case, I got a call from a reporter from the St. Augustine Record newspaper in Florida. And he asked me to view a four-minute video that was posted on YouTube. And when I finished, return his call and give him a comment about what I saw. Now he piqued my interest, and without knowing any more details, I fired up the video. Now I understand this is an audio show, so for your convenience, I posted this video on crimeschool.com forward slash 11, and you'll be able to see the same short video that I saw. And you can make up your own mind and see if your comments or your opinions match mine. Now just to give you a little background, what you're going to see on the video is a crowd of people and it becomes very apparent that it's a bar and the facility is called the Conk House Marina in St. Augustine, Florida. Now it's on a Sunday, Memorial Weekend 2015, and they have an event called Reggae Sunday where they have live reggae music, lots of drink specials. It's a restaurant, so they serve food. But the whole idea is to generate this daytime party atmosphere, and it's heavily marketed to draw the most people. As you start the video, you see very quickly that it's a handheld cell phone video created by a bar patron. And nowadays, as you probably know, anytime you go to a bar or a nightclub, the patrons will have a drink in one hand and will have their smartphone in the other hand. So it's very common anytime there's some activity that's noteworthy, they'll quickly fire up that video camera and start recording. So that's what we have in this case. As you start the video, here's what I saw. I saw a scene that was very crowded. In fact, it was critically overcrowded at this Conk House Marina. And it becomes apparent that this party that we're watching is occurring on a dock. So it's surrounded by water. And I quickly see some individuals that are dressed in orange t-shirts. And I sort of decided very quickly that these are bar bouncers. And they're acting more like thugs than they are protective security personnel. Over the course of this short video, I counted at least six people down that had injuries and at least one or two were seemingly unconscious laying on the floor. I saw bouncers throwing sucker punches or haymaker punches from the blind side. I saw a bouncer using a chokehold on at least one patron. I saw one or more bouncers kicking, throwing knees, and stomping on a person that was down. I saw a demonstration of blatant excessive force by multiple bouncers. Because it was so crowded and the pushing and shoving going on, I saw bar bystanders get knocked over like bowling pins 
as they got in the way of this ruckus. I saw a general lack of a security plan for this bar and an obvious lack of training. Now, if you watch this video, especially if you watch it multiple times, your list is probably going to be much longer than mine. You'll see for yourself the punching, the kicking, the kneeing, the stomping, the choking that I saw. And you make up your own mind whether these blows were offensive in nature rather than defensive force. And you decide whether it was reasonable under these circumstances. So there's kind of a lesson to be learned here. Hiring oversized bar bouncers who are mostly men and their main attributes are their physical size, maybe their unrelated athletic ability or fighting skills, and to put them in a situation like this where their job is to get physical with drunk and obnoxious people, especially if they don't have the proper demeanor and they absolutely do not have the training to know how to do their job lawfully. After watching this video, I suspect that many of these bar bouncers have little or no security experience, and they receive little or no formal training in crowd control, or about the reasonable use of force. In my experience, in a crisis like this one, inexperienced and untrained bouncers are going to fall back on their common sense, or in this case, their lack of common sense. And they're going to rely on their physically aggressive instincts, which you tell me I think are wrong. That's why these kind of things happen, and that's why people get injured. Now, in a bar setting like this, bouncers are supposed to be the good guys. They're supposed to be there on behalf of the bar owner and manager, and they're supposed to monitor the crowd to see that everyone behaves, has a good time, doesn't become overly intoxicated, and bothersome to others. Now, I've seen and worked with many, many bouncers across the country. The very best ones have personalities. They're friendly. They talk to people long before they get overly intoxicated and incapable of acting and behaving properly. And they could talk to people without appearing threatening or intimidating. After all, these are their customers. These are the same people that you welcome in through your front door. These are the same people you charged a door cover charge or entry fee. You served them food. You served them lots of beverages, many which were obviously alcoholic beverages. They're your customers, and you certainly want them to return on future Sundays. So you want to take care of them. So the best bouncers know that their job is not actually to bounce anyone, but rather talk to people and intervene often and early. The mere presence of a well-trained bouncer will do the job and they'll remind people that their conduct is becoming maybe just a little bit obnoxious and maybe they need to tone it down just a bit. And that works 98% of the time. Now the Conk House Marina, from what I could tell from a four-minute video, kind of set themselves up for liability. If you think about it, the owner of the Conk House Marina, he's the architect of this party. This party could have been anything that he wanted. It could have been very benign or it could have been very aggressive, like this turned out to be. Now, I've been told uh, briefly that this is a family-owned operation. has been in business for many, many years. That it used to be a very nice place to go on Sundays for maybe Sunday brunch and outing with the family, sitting on the docks, enjoying the, the water, the boats, and the marina. 
sounded like a good place, but something changed when they changed the nature of the premises from a a family-friendly eating place to a bar, almost a nightclub atmosphere with live entertainment and heavy drink drinking and drink specials being the priority. Now, if you factor in this party was heavily promoted, and this was Memorial Day weekend in 2015, a combination of all those factors and good weather are going to attract many people, maybe more people than a typical weekend. After watching this video and seeing people's faces, the, the injured people, uh, more likely lawsuits are going to follow now. In fact, they're going to start pouring in, would be my guess, fairly quickly. Anytime you have video footage like this documenting actual events, it makes it a very difficult process to, to argue on behalf of the defense that what the bar owner did, what the bar manager did, and what the bouncers did was reasonable security. More than likely, when these lawsuits are filed, they're going to allege a failure to provide adequate security. And they're going to allege a failure to properly hire, train, and supervise these guys in the orange shirts. My perspective, it looks like they literally turned them loose. And the bouncers caused more damage on the guest than the guest did on guest. Now, in this scenario, I suspect that the liability litigation claim may get some traction. Because the Comcast Marina had an obligation and a responsibility, and they were in the best position to control this outcome. The conk house owner and manager, if you think about it, really determined who came in this reggae Sunday party because they had to walk in one customer at a time, didn't they? How many people came into the party? How many people were allowed to party out on that narrow dock space? The conk house had absolute control over those decisions. They decided if minors were admitted to co-mingle with adults. The conk house had the ability to decide if already intoxicated persons could enter or not, how many drinks they were served, whether intoxicated people at the party were allowed to continue to buy drinks. The conk house management determined the timing and the method of rule enforcement. The conk house decided who they hired to work as a bouncer, if the bouncer backgrounds and job references were checked. It was their job to determine if the bouncers had proper licensing, if it was required. If the bouncers completed a security or use of force training program, either in the past or prior to stepping out on the dock this day. The conk house decides if the bouncers exhibit proper use of force training on the job to see if they understood the training and they were able to follow the training. It was up to the conk house management to supervise these guys. As you watch the video, like I did, you saw dozens of people that were injured, and many of those were directly at the hands of the bouncers. More than one ended up in the hospital. Several ambulances had to be called. So I suspect from watching this video that there's definitely going to be issues about how these bouncers were hired, were they adequately screened, what kind of training they received, if any, what kind of supervision was in place. I suspected that shortcuts were taken. None or very few of those things were done, and unsuitable bouncers were hired and put on the job because of it. It's poor business decisions like this that made the Conkhouse Marina too intense on this day and placed too much responsibility in the hands of the bar bouncers to control patriot conduct and over-intoxication. 
It's really a formula for disaster and liability. And as it turns out in hindsight, which is always easier, this was a big mistake. I'm going to watch this story and follow up to see what happens in the days and weeks to come, and I'll keep you updated. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I try to present a variety of educational topics, but keeping with the theme of making places safe for people and property. The subject matter of Crime School is influenced by your feedback, so I encourage you to tell me about your ideas for future discussion. I'm always looking for a guest. If you have a particular crime or loss prevention expertise, you have a special legal background about liability, you have an interesting crime prevention product to review, or if you're a crime victim with a motivating story and outcome to share, I want to talk to you. Now, I'm not very active on social media. I'm old. What can I say? I don't quite get it, but I'm trying to learn. Meanwhile, I appreciate those who are active in social media to share these episodes to attract others who may want to learn and benefit from this content. In fact, if you have an iTunes account and you want to help others find Crime School, please leave us a five-star rating and review. That will really help us be discovered. I invite you to join the Crime School community. We're all like-minded people. You could provide your email address on any web page, any opt-in form on the Crime School website. In this way, you'll receive immediate notification of any new audio or video episodes published, or any special events for that matter. Thank you for participating in Crime School and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.